0: Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife Elizabeth.
1: He, for some reason, that we don't understand exactly his heart. We do know that what he longs for, the one gift we can give to him is our trust. And he knows that that's only built when it's tested. Like they say, our testimonies only come through trust. It's only built when it's tested. We, like Pastor Zaid wrote, we are being built only through these kind of things. We're not being built sitting at home surfing two channels and I want to see this miracle of God. All right, then I'll believe it.
0: The Word tells us that God's understanding is so much higher than ours. It's part of His plan to teach us to learn to trust Him. Pastor Robert and Elizabeth challenge us to consider that God is working through difficulties to build our testimonies and build our trust as we submit to Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you, our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert and Elizabeth in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 13 with their continuing study entitled unshaken
2: jesus said to us blessed are you blessed are you in other words you know it's it's an amazing thing when you contemplate the fact that she is going to receive a reward beyond what i can hope for and yet our father is giving her the grace, the strength, the wisdom, everything she needs to go through this. It's not her. She's incapable of doing what she's doing right now. It's, it's the grace, the enabling power of Almighty God. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 13. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord, or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge, showed him the way of understanding? Nobody. He doesn't need my advice. He doesn't need your input about how to deal with your circumstances. He doesn't need you to declare anything or remind him of anything. No, you're the one that needs to be reminded pray the scriptures absolutely but so that you don't forget. He doesn't need your counsel. What he needs is your trust and your submission. Amen. Yeah. And that's Amen. what we need to learn because when we learn that, listen, that's when we see Almighty God move. You see that? He didn't need Moses to tell him, "You know what? You're going to have to do something about this ocean. You do realize we can't walk on water. You got to do something here." No, he didn't need Moses. All he needed Moses to do was trust him and do what he told him to do. And when Moses took a step, put the the staff in the water, and then the waters parted, Mm -hmm. right? He just had to follow instructions.
1: A lot of times we want to see the water part first, and then we'll decide if we want to go out there or not. Once you've done the miracle, Lord, then I'll follow you. But that's not how he works. He could, though. I mean, he could have done that. Why does he not do it that way? Yes, he for some reason that we don't understand exactly his heart. We do know that what he longs for, the one gift we can give to him is our trust, and he knows that that's only built when it's tested. Like they say, our testimonies only come through trust. It's only built when it's tested. We. Like Pastor Zaid wrote, we are being built only through that's these kind right. of things. We're not being built sitting at home surfing two channels and decide, I want to see this miracle of God. All right, then I'll believe him. But if we treat him like that so often. When he proves himself enough to me, then I will do whatever.
2: Yeah. The only thing that's built through inactivity is your belly. <laughs> Strength doesn't come from that, right? We have no. to be stretched. We have to be pushed to grow stronger.
1: And it hurts it hurts. I just started a new level exercise program and it hurts to build muscles that weren't there. It hurts, but it's worth it. These muscles will decay no matter what I do. I'll get old and I'll die and that'll be that. But my spiritual muscles are forever. They are forever. And my hope, like I said, to begin with is to take a lot of us with us. And you have people you want to take with you because soon and very soon it will be the difference between heaven and hell what we do. And so for such a time as this, when people are being asked, are you a Christian in America? And if you are, bullet to your head, or maybe what would be harder for me, your childhood. Would you do it? And I cannot tell you enough, the reason I think I've studied the martyrs for so many years is that we need to all know what they say. And what they say is this, those who say, those who stand up when it matters like that, they have a peace, like Nachme. Those who betray Jesus, they never recover. Like Judas. They can, if you do it, you can, like Peter, be restored. But you may or may not have time. Some people go out and hang themselves afterwards. Don't, don't test yourself. That's a far worse testing. It's far easier to obey God up front. It's much easier to obey than to deal with the regret. I'm telling you from experience. Isaiah 40 Verse 25 and 26. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One. And I just want to stop there. Who do you equate him to? Who do you liken him to? The problem in front of you? Who is bigger? Who is stronger? Who do you compare him to? The last person who made you mad? To whom whom do you liken him? To whom? What is it that makes you all of a sudden think he's small? We can block the sun away just holding our hands up, but it's still as big as it's always been. It's just that we now can't see it. To whom will you liken me? To whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? Lift your eyes on high and see who has created these things. This is that who again. If you look at everything he has done, you get a glimpse of who he is. Who brings the host out by their number? means the stars, and calls them by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. The whole universe is exactly as he wants it to be for now. What is it you think that's too big a problem for him? Not one of these stars are missing. The galaxies and all that works in an order, we're still discovering. And the more we discover, the more perfect it is. It was always perfect this is we're beginning to see it with technology, what do you think? What do you think will be too big for him in your life? Not one of those stars are missing, and not one of your cares are missing, not even one of your hairs are missing his attention. Nothing, nothing, not even a nuance of the, of the tone of your heart is missing in his attention. That's what he wants us to, to convince us of tonight. And so, would you... Would you take your right hand and just lift it up for a second, just so you have it there, and then put it over your heart? And then sort of be aware that there is a heartbeat that only he keeps alive, right? There's a heartbeat that beats as much and as often and as long as he wants it to. What beats in there? What fear has crept in there? What unbelief has crept in there and beginning to nag at you and erode your faith? It's not your faith that keeps God on His throne. He will always be there, but it keeps you in peace. It keeps you connected. What is it that's rising up and assaulting His character inside of your heart? See if you can feel that and get a hold of that. That voice that wakes me up way too often in the middle of the night, and I still don't know if it's hormones or demons or just or just I don't know. If
2: they're related, by the way, I'm convinced. Yes, I convinced so. they are.
1: I know, whatever it is, I wake up in the middle of the night, in the wee hours, and it's like this, almost every night, and it's like, what did I do, what did I do, what was it I did that disqualified myself? That's the voice I hear, what, what, what was it I did, what was it I did again? And I have this like fear, like, from way back when I was a child. When I was a child, I told someone recently, I hadn't thought of it for decades, when I was a child, there was a man, a teacher in my third grade math class, who would stand over us and put his hand down the shirts of the girls. And nobody spoke about it. But one day, I said to somebody how weird it felt. And I felt so guilty, I prayed for years, that nobody would find out that I'd spoken bad about him. I didn't even know who I was praying to. He was never, there was no consequences, nobody spoke about it. We didn't know anything about molestation. I didn't know the concept. I knew that it felt weird, and but the fact that I had mentioned it to somebody, I felt so guilty, I was so afraid of being found out, as molesters often make their victors feel. So I prayed, and I saw to I wake up in the middle of the night, what was it, what did I say, who found out, what did I say, what was it I did, what was it I said? That's the feeling still that wakes me up, and it's like, what? And maybe I did something and maybe I didn't, but the solution is still that he's on the throne. The solution is still, it's not going to be my perfection that keeps me through life in his hand, it's going to be his grace. It's going to be what he already did on the cross. I can't undo that, no matter what I do. I can't undo that, but I want to live in unbroken fellowship. So, for whatever, whatever's sake, keep your hand here. The truth will set you free. And whatever it is that somehow assaults itself against Maybe. the pure faith in God, simply that he is God and you are not, and that's enough. Whatever it is that would raise up, that thing here... He's addressing that directly. So when I'm reading this next verse from Isaiah 40, I want you to feel like he's putting his hand over yours and saying, I know, I know. And he's saying, why do you say, O church, O Christian, my way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by my God? Why do you say in hidden places that somehow he's not enough for you? He's addressing that directly in that scripture. And then if you would lift your right hand, I'm not doing it futilely, his scripture says this, lift your right hand and then declare that that thing is a lie.
0: Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes. And it's at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a three-fold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying all around us. Monday through Thursday, here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, as taught by Pastor Robert. But today's message is unique. As you listen today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Now, maybe you'd like to hear this message from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth again. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and simply select Today's Date from the Main Thing Radio media player. You can listen to, download, or subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.